Hey, 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 everybody. My name's Ryan Atkinson, and you are on the Business Cloud. Super excited for our first interview today. Let me introduce you to entrepreneur, CEO, salesman, business leader, young Grant Cardone, Cody Fitzgerald. Cody, what's a title you like to go by? I'm not gonna lie. I kinda like that uh, young Grant Cardone. If I can live up to uh, his potential, it'd be pretty high. His potential is pretty high. Cody, can you kind of give like a little bit of a background about what you have done in your whole career? Young man, 27, a lot of hustle, a lot of heart, Cody. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll kind of take you through my background. So growing up, I grew up in Dubuque, Iowa, you know, really good family, had a lot of opportunity, played sports as a kid. Um, and really it was about though, at the tail end of my high school career, I met a couple guys out of Des Moines that were entrepreneurs and they just taught me a tremendous amount. And one of them was 35 years old, financially independent, making a couple hundred thousand dollars a month. And I just, I had I'd never been exposed to the business world and just financial independence and sales and growing something and having a team. Like I just, I never even had crossed my mind or presented mm -hmm. to me in high school. So I got involved with that about 18. And then at 19, so I went to Iowa State for one year. Then I dropped out of school. Just school just wasn't for me personally. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I didn't feel real connection to like, okay, I'm going for, I actually originally went to be a dietitian, but then I switched to business and I just didn't really understand like why I was actually there. Uh, I didn't have a goal of like, hey, I'm going to do this after I get done. So I stopped after my freshman year, uh, literally took two to three months to really think about what I wanted to do next. It was a really hard decision though. And I want to make that a point in this podcast. If anybody does listen to this, that is younger because it was hard. Like it was not popular with my family. Uh, my parents were pretty upset. I, but I just, the biggest thing is, and I've told this to people many times, I believed in myself. Like I knew that I was going to be okay. And now my parents today, it's funny because obviously they <laughs> are pretty pumped, but, um, so prove everybody wrong. It's a good message too. But after that, I actually went to work for an insurance broker back in my hometown of Dubuque and started there as an intern. I literally for six months straight, all I did was make cold calls <laughs> for senior level salespeople paid by the hour to just set appointments for them. And basically, I remember this too, because this, this was like, everybody has those pivotal moments in their life. And being mm -hmm. 26, almost 27, I uh, haven't had a tremendous amount of those yet. But one of them was actually during the interview process, I interviewed with the CEO of that company. It was about a 1,200-person company, so pretty decent size, about a $250 million firm. And I remember him saying, I asked him, what do you think is the percentage or chances that I get a full-time job after this internship? And he said, I'd give it about, I'd give it less than 5%. And literally in my mind, I don't remember what I said after that, but I literally in my mind just said, that's enough. That's all mm -hmm. I need. And I set the record in six months for the most appointments set. And kind of the rest was history there where I was the only producer in the whole company to hit his sales goal or her sales goal for uh, five straight years and go on the trips every year and, and all that stuff. But it was a ton of fun. But that gave me the basis for really another message I'll give in my upbringing is, I give the, rec the recommendation advice that if somebody wants to start a business, go work for somebody for five years mm -hmm. and basically do two things. Learn on somebody else's dime, but then two, bank enough money so that when you do go start your own business, you have the cash to be able to just sustain yourself mm -hmm. you know, and invest and do all that stuff. So after there for five years, left uh, about 18 months ago, uh, almost to the day and started Omni Digital Group. That was a side project back in 2016. So we're sitting in 2020 today. Did it for really like three-ish years on the side. 
And it was all just a passion project to learn about marketing because that's mm -hmm. a digital advertising company where we help companies with their Facebook, Instagram, email, and text, as well as now getting into LinkedIn. But that was just a side project for a while. And then it really started to take off once I committed to being a full-time entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And that's another lesson is like you can't really like – you can't – go half-hearted into things. Mm -hmm. And everybody's heard that, but especially in business, like it's very competitive, it's, it's very true. So went into that full-time, but also simultaneously started a insurance broker, basically identical to what I was doing before. Um, and kind of that's where we're at the present day. Mm -hmm. You talk about a passion project on the side. Did you like really see an opportunity with digital advertising, digital marketing? Did you think in the Iowa City there was a need for that? Or how did you kind of identify that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I, I just personally, in my old role, I was just straight outbound sales, making mm -hmm. a call, setting an appointment, meeting with them, presenting, finding solutions, closing, all that stuff. But I never really knew about the inbound side of things. How do you mm -hmm. like generate leads and stuff that's coming to you rather than you coming to it? So basically, it was a side project for a while, and it's, it's really ballooned up because initially – the, the biggest thing was just wanting to help local companies and maybe this could be a business opportunity in the future. Now it's ballooned up into that I know crystal clear that my ultimate goal is to own many, many businesses and that mm -hmm. Omni Digital is the engine that basically is the branding, the promotion, the marketing, the sales for those companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what we're building now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it started as a side project, but it's it's taken many different turns, if you will, and... and um, kind of develop many different layers with it. So yeah, ton of fun building it. How did you first get that person? Because obviously your background's in sales. How did you get that first customer to partner with Omni Digital to yeah. actually handle their digital advertising? I mean, you've never done it before. So yeah. what were some of the key points you hit on with them? I So I really hit on like what I actually learned mm -hmm. when I, so I basically, long story short, I bought a course and that's what really taught me everything. Mm -hmm. So that's that was the basis of it. But the way I got the first customer was literally making a cold call. So mm -hmm. basically calling them. It was a company in my hometown. I remember it like it was yesterday. And that particular company has led to just a tremendous amount of opportunity. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the, the biggest thing is, is you have to understand when it comes to skills, like I, I follow this one entrepreneur. And I think this is probably the number one thing that colleges really drop the ball on is teaching very applicable skills. Mm -hmm. Like why should somebody pay you money? Like just because you have a college degree is mm -hmm. not a ticket to paying you money. It's like, what can you actually do for me? Yep. So for that business, I learned a set of skills over about, it was about a 60 day period. So mm -hmm. I knew 60 days worth of information more than they did. And honestly, I told them how I could help them. And I think I was, I don't remember for sure, but I, I definitely probably would have been transparent. I'm like, look, you can be one of our first customers. Mm -hmm. And I gave them a good rate, obviously, too. But also, on the flip side, it was a way for them to get local help. So, mm -hmm. But yeah, you just have to be confident in what you're doing. Yeah. And how important to sales, um, how important is sales and entrepreneurship? I mean, you have a lot of people that are looking for new opportunities to go into entrepreneurship. But if they don't have a sales background, I mean, what other skills really apply to entrepreneurship so well? Yeah. Sales is absolutely, it's everything. I mean, if mm -hmm. you... If you do know how to sell, you will always have not only a great income, but you can be reliant on your own economy. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not if you're not generating revenue for a company, whether mm -hmm. it be through an executive position where you're managing many people, or you're and you're influencing them to generate revenue, or you're generating it yourself, 
quite frankly, you'll probably always make less than sixty to seventy thousand a year. Yeah, you just will, <laughs> right? Like that's just, and not that it's all about money, but if you want to have a good lifestyle, mm-hmm. you have to do something to generate a lot of income. Um, so sales is vital. I think the other major skill, Andy Frisella, another guy who's mm-hmm. got a popular podcast, talks about that leadership is the other major skill you have yep. to have because unless you can lead people and show people the way and lead from the front, mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be hard to grow a big business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those two skills are the, the, the main important ones. And there's many, many other skills that you're, you'll learn along the way, yep. but uh, you'll, you'll definitely experience a lot of those. And just kind of going off that first point of sales, I mean, what's like the biggest challenge you see with salespeople, like your age, younger, my age? Because uh, sales, when I first got into sales, I was thinking, hey, like I know how to communicate, I know how to talk with people, this is gonna be a breeze. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna close a deal in two weeks. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. But obviously that's not the case. And just what's the biggest challenge you've seen with salespeople? Um, you know, it's amazing. So I'll give you an example. So my old job, the way that it worked, I'll break it down for you very simple. Mm-hmm. You had to have a very specific size. So they, they paid you on salary until you got to a specific revenue-generated level okay. just to keep it really basic. And then what they did is they started paying you commission really after that. I probably saw my time there, probably 40 salespeople quit wow. during my time. And it was probably about a one-to-one turnover as far as, because there was about 40 when I left, 40 there, and there was you know 20 or 30 people that were always there. And the, the bottom 10 just kind of churned, if you will. Yeah. But what I was going to say is that I saw about, of those 40 people, I'd say probably 25 of them, literally within a couple months of being able to generate revenue yeah. or commission, where their, their salary would have gone from like 45000 to 90000 So it's amazing that they stopped, they stopped just before it was about to get good. So the point is, is like, you have to be, sales, you have to be extremely consistent. Mm-hmm. You just have to like you have to give it a, a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Like if sales is something you've never done before, kind of like you said, you didn't. You had kind of not false expectations, but you thought one way, and it kind of turned out to be a little different. You just got to give it some time because you'll learn even <laughs> more after that too. It was definitely false expectation. I think you hit it on the head with that one. But yeah, it's just yeah, communicating, interacting with people. It's just I was like I was I'm good at this, but. It's just like, it's a compounding effect, I think, with sales anyways, is every day you're going to get better. And you preach on it a lot. You see tangible, actual results with sales. Mm-hmm. You know when you get better. Um, what I've done with the like video, I can see, hey, July, I'm thinking, hey, my name is Ryan with Omni Digital. Blah, 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 and like, now it's just a much slower approach. And so just kind of that improvement every day with sales, is, I think it's just it's just so key. <laughs> yeah. And you'll, you'll continue to see massive leaps mm-hmm. and bounds improvement. Because I mean, I've been selling since I was technically 19 years old yeah so it's almost been eight years and i mean looking at where i was at the beginning versus Mm -hmm. now i mean it's it's wildly different Mm -hmm. from knowing what's probably going to happen with a deal and that that's where grant cardone one of the things he talks about is Mm -hmm. when you know you've gotten really good at sales is you can predict pretty much as what's going to happen yeah it's that that prediction that you can have and you know, especially all you guys as newer salespeople, <laughs> I don't want to share that with you all the time. I'm like, well, this probably isn't going to be a deal because I want you to get experience in that type mm-hmm. of thing. But I can probably tell you within about 80%, 90% certainty if it's actually going to be a deal mm-hmm. or anytime soon or at all. Um, you know, and that just comes with experience. Mm-hmm. And like just listening on the phone, like Co- Cody's a wizard with his words. I- I'm going to, everyone listening, like he's a wizard. He knows what he's doing eight years, I think eight or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like when you're talking to clients, how much is it like, 
hey, like I, I know they're about to say this, so I'm going to counter with this? Or how much is it that active listening and just preparing like your next question? Yeah. I mean, I think I just, I have, the, the, the biggest thing with sales that I have that a lot of, that, that you yourself, like say yourself as a newer salesperson mm-hmm. just doesn't have, is I've probably been on probably close to 300 in-person appointments wow. with a prospect. Yeah. I've probably made thousands and thousands and thousands of calls mm-hmm. and just, I mean, just loads of contextual knowledge to where it's like, hey, this company had this issue or they had this, they tried this, you should do this. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that experience now that I can recommend things. So that's where I lean on the most now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to, quite, just to kind of go back on Cody's story, Cody's a fantastic runner. What were, just, just throw out like what your mile pace was or what your 5K pace was. So my personal best of the mile was 432. <laughs> and the mile it was 941. And the 5K was 1558. I, I'm not even close to that. I think I run a mile in like nine minutes, nine or 10 minutes. So just hearing that's amazing. But what's the correlation between like playing sports when you're young and entrepreneurship and how those two really interlock to becoming an entrepreneur? For sure. I mean, I think specifically, I mean, I'm a very, like, if you've known me for my whole life, I'm a very, like, obsessive person. Like, one mm-hmm. of the reasons that running went south for me was that I just ran so much that I got injured. Yeah. Because I wanted to master it. Like, mm-hmm. I guess that obsession or that compulsion to just be the best, mm-hmm. that definitely shines through in business. Like, I want to do whatever it takes to perform for our clients. Mm-hmm. I'll work any amount of hours a day to over-deliver for them, help you guys as salespeople. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I'll do whatever it takes. And I think from an athletic standpoint, in running, at least for me, the direct correlation was that in order to get better with running, you had to run. Yeah. In order to get better at business, you have to conduct business. Mm-hmm. You know, you actually have to go on meetings, make the sales calls, read the books, you know, develop your scripts for you guys as salespeople, practice, like all those things. Yeah. Are, business and sport have a direct comparison as far as the practice versus the game. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of like I tell you guys, it's like most business people, 95% plus, mm-hmm. their game day their meeting with a customer is practice. Yeah. They don't actually practice like you would in sports. Mm-hmm. And then game day is game day. So that's a good lesson too is try to read as many books, mm-hmm. surround yourself with the right people that are going to teach you things that you can apply to game day yep. that you're not practicing on game day or in front of a customer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like a lot of people that are probably going to be listening to this are going to be around my age or so. And so we're constantly on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok even. I'm not on TikTok, but a lot of these young people. shout out. <laughs> RIP. RIP. RIP TikTok. Um, but just there's just so much stuff on there where it can just, it's just so toxic to watch. And one thing that I've done is on Twitter, I've unfollowed like a bunch of accounts and just started following like people that tweet about marketing, mm-hmm. books, Naval's on Twitter, mm-hmm. Deep Philosophy. Um, and I, it's, I don't know, there's just so much potential on Twitter. A lot of people view Twitter as a network platform more even than LinkedIn because it's just so easy to connect with people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I probably should be doing a better job of that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I heard Gary Vaynerchuk say the other day, who's a really good influencer and marketer, he mm-hmm. was saying that LinkedIn, or um, Twitter is actually the easiest platform to reach him on. Like if you yeah. genuinely want to ask him a question, he'll probably respond to you on Twitter versus any other platform. So yeah, I, I agree with that. And I actually met with somebody yesterday just for drinks um, that I met on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. literally. Sharp guy, 
maybe do some stuff in the future together. But it got me thinking, like, maybe I need to be reaching out to people more and say, yeah. hey, let's, let's grab dinner, let's grab drinks, mm-hmm. see how we can help each other. Yeah, no, definitely. And, yeah, back to that networking, I mean, at 20, 21, 22, 23, how important is that networking for an individual, whatever way it is, if it's on social media, talking to someone from New York, or if it's just you actually develop that relationship, how important is networking for yeah, it's big. I mean, from the ages of like, basically like 18 to 22, the guys I was talking about before out of Des Moines that really mm-hmm. introduced me to business, they really mentored me. Yeah. And I mean, they talked about things that I had never heard of before and gave mm-hmm. me, the easiest way to put it is they gave me a picture of myself and my potential that I yep. personally couldn't see myself. Yeah. And if you can find somebody in your life that can help bring that picture out of yourself that you can't yet see, mm-hmm. it's irreplaceable. Because oh, without yeah. without those guys, I would not be sitting here with you today. Mm-hmm. And I haven't talked to them in years, but they have taught they taught me things that I could roll for hours on what they taught yeah. me. But like those things are were really the the building blocks for where I am today. Mm-hmm. And that I mean that's a trait of a good leader essentially, isn't it? Yeah. And I would, so that's what I was gonna say is like find it's it's a little overused, but like mm-hmm. Try to find somebody that you can model, yep. mentor. It doesn't have to be somebody directly in your own life. Grant Cardone is probably the guy that I've never personally met, yeah. but learned a lot from, and he's mentored me, air mm-hmm. quotes, without directly doing it. So find somebody through a book, yep. a a model, a mentor that, that you can base things off of and, and you know learn things from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually really great because you always hear a lot, I feel like, with business, like find a mentor, find a mentor, but mm-hmm. it's really hey, how do I approach someone and say, you want to mentor me? Yeah. Like, it has to be, like, I would really recommend to find somebody in whatever mm-hmm. space you like. If it's science, math, business, music, whatever, find somebody you can model. It's wonderful, And, actually. you know, maybe look into them for a couple months, mm-hmm. learn as much as you freaking can, go apply it, get results, and then reach out to them on Twitter or LinkedIn. Like, yeah. hey, <laughs> I implemented X, Y, and Z. I really appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could start a relationship then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really, that's really key. One of my, from one of the books I read, favorite book I've ever read was Steve Jobs by Walter Isaacson. Life-changing book. Right now I have a, two stickers on my laptop of Steve Jobs. I have a post in my room of Apple. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just that model of, I've never met Steve Jobs. And when I read the book, he was even like deceased. So like, I'll never be able to network him. But just some of the principles I was in his book of like perfection, be obsessed with, be obsessed with perfection design. Yeah. I mean, it's just so valuable. And you can just take that away from books, podcasts, yeah, anything. Yeah. I would I would personally I would say it's very hard to reach the upper echelons of anything without mm-hmm. being just incredibly obsessed about it. Yeah. You know, it was the last dance that was just on a couple months ago with Michael Jordan. Yep. That dude was obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> like that dude was obsessed and he was the best basketball player maybe ever and definitely for that time and it's just like most people want the result, but they're unwilling to do the things to actually get the result. Yeah. Period. Yeah, that actually moves on to like our next question. Just like how do you improve each day by 1% to get just continuously get better? Mm-hmm. Like how do you do that in your life? How do you – how yeah. do other people do it? It's super, super simple because I – for a while, like I used to get overwhelmed with like everything that you have to do. Because, if, I mean, if you think about like, – there's this quote. I don't know if it was by Tony Robbins or not, but it's like people mm-hmm. – massively and I might botch a little bit but it's like they <laughs> underestimate what they can accomplish in like or they overestimate excuse me yeah, what they can accomplish in like 10 years or excuse me a year, year. but they yep. 
underestimate what they could do in like 10 years. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you if you really – Andy Frisella has the win-the-day concept, which to answer your question, yeah. that's it for me. Like I write down six things mm-hmm. that I have to do every day, and if I just accomplish those things, I won the day. Yeah. Right? Like you don't have to accomplish 27 things. Because mm-hmm. if those six things are really big things that actually move the ball forward, they're not just like – you know, pick up my room. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like call these four clients and yeah. try to mo- try to move the deal mm-hmm. forward. Yep, that's gonna move your life forward financially yeah. and in business. So if you can win the day, and he puts it great, and I don't mm-hmm. know who actually said this because it wasn't any Frisella, but I plan my year in January for every year. I literally yeah. have it in my backpack, like mm-hmm. all my goals, my visions, all that stuff. And it's like this: there was this quote in a uh, your best year ever in 2016 that I still have, and I've had it for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. Was basically like if you win your day, yep. and then you can win your week and your month and your year, you'll win your life. And it's like if That's you really think about actually. it, you boil it down to all back to a day. Mm-hmm. And most people they don't think about like, oh, I'll let this day go by. Oh, I don't work out today. That's fine. And if you think about all those days where you didn't win over your life, yep. Maybe that's why your life doesn't turn out very good. Yeah, no, that's a really great point. I feel like, man, like two years ago, even it's like, how do I just get better like one day at a time? But it's just that consistent workout, mm-hmm. workout for an hour each day, three days, the consistent read for 30 minutes before you go to bed, uh, whatever example after example after example, it's just really as a long-term compounding effect again. I mean, you're just going to get so much better over yeah. each year. So that's a, yeah, that's a great point of like win the day. Um, last question before we go, what's the future with Omni Digital? How are we taking this forward? Mm. What are your plans? How are you winning the day, mm. winning the week, winning the month, winning the year, winning the decade with Omni Digital? Winning the decade. Yeah, we started a fresh <laughs> new decade this year. I mean, really my my biggest goal, like my number one goal, because mm. I, I do actually have the vision for the decade because I heard this guy say it at the end of 2019, sitting here in mm-hmm. August 2020. I mean, the biggest goal for Omni Digital would be to all the companies that we buy over the next 10 years to take public. Mm-hmm. Like if we yep. do that one thing, I would consider the decade a success. Um, but there's, I mean, there's so many micro things that have to happen in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like for this year, for example, I mean, we brought on quite a few people, a lot of new clients, a lot of new opportunities, mm-hmm. but it's really just as a result of all the focus yep. that's happened the last like 12 months or so that's really ballooned to it and developing a lot of cool things. So Dude, there's going to be a lot of big stuff happening. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And then everyone, that's why I say entrepreneur, CEO, salesman, business leader. I like the young salesman I like the salesman Cody sales the heart. Well, 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 everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Cody. I discuss about business and life, how to improve each day. Um, Cody has been a phenomenal resource for me as I've started my sales career and definitely someone I look up to in the business world. He was part of that model, that mentor, um, that type of fit that you would really want for someone. So I appreciate you guys tuning in. Hope you took something away just like I did. And I really look forward to connecting with you guys in the future. Thank you so much for everything.